Hey there, welcome to Beyond the Bikini podcast, where you can enhance your body and your mind. My name is Nicole Ferrier, exercise science grad, certified personal trainer, bikini competitor, and coach. On this podcast, you will learn more about my experience in the fitness industry, competing in bikini competitions, mental health, and how to gain more success in your own life in your fitness journey. So sit back, relax, or power through this cardio session and enjoy. Okay, guys, so if you are enjoying Beyond the Bikini Radio, I would really love if you could share my podcast up on your Instagram, Facebook, whatever it is. Beyond the Bikini Radio has been up for almost a year, and you guys know that I share a variety of content. Not only do I talk about mental health, physical health, competing, but other areas too with women's health, interviewing guests, interviewing bikini competitors. If you're wanting me to continue doing Beyond the Bikini Radio, I would just love to see some love back and you sharing the podcast. It makes me so happy seeing you guys enjoy it and it gives me a better idea of what type of content you guys are enjoying and what episodes you want me to cover in the future or what topics resonated with you. So again, thank you for being a Beyond the Bikini radio listener and keep on listening. Welcome back guys to Beyond the Bikini Radio. I am super excited for our guest today. We have Lauren on today. What's going on, Lauren? Hello, Nicole. Thank you for having me today. I'm so excited. So I recently moved down to the Tampa area, which um, Lauren is from Florida. Have you been like born and raised in this area? Yeah, I was born in St. Petersburg, Florida, which is, you know, just over the bridge. And now I'm living over in Tampa. So yeah, yeah, pretty much born and raised here. Yeah. And we both train at Powerhouse. And I remember seeing Lauren turn pro at Miami Nationals in that was 2018? 17. 2017. Yes, because you took time off to build, which we'll talk about that for sure. Um, but I remember seeing her turn pro and that just inspired me to just really drive hard into a couple preps. And that was one long prep for mm-hmm. you, Lauren, but I'm kind of curious, you know, like what even got you into competing? Yeah. So I, I have been an athlete like all of my life. I just love it. It's part of me, you know, all throughout middle school and high school, I was on every sport imaginable. And I, I like looked forward to going to school just for afterwards so I can go and train and go, you know, run outside, cross country track and whatnot. So um, yeah, after high school, um, I, I just, I kept running on my own. I was running on the beach and I found myself going into the gym a little bit because my boyfriend brought me in there And um, I started slowly stop all the running and I was putting all of that effort into the gym and my hip thrusts and my squats. And then I really started transforming, you know, my body with lifting weights. 
And I wanted a goal again. I wanted something to go after again, you know, having that goal, having that date, having something to work towards. And so my boyfriend, he brought up, hey, how about you do a bikini competition? And I had no idea what it was. I had no idea what I was getting myself into or anything like that. But I said, hey, I have to at least try and see if I like it. So I love, you know, obviously, I love the entire process. And yeah, that's how I got into um, bodybuilding. I um, see how you train in the gym now. And it's very similar to like that athlete mentality. Um, Kyle does like your programming, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Lauren, guys, she's in there working her ass off the whole time. Um, I see you in there, too. I see you working (laughs) hard, too. (laughs) Well, you have to train like an athlete. And I feel like it really helps to have an athletic background because that's going to transition over into um, the improvement season because what whatever season you're in as a competitor, like you have to be training with intensity and purpose. Yes. So, okay. Um, I would love to jump into your diet approach uh, throughout your preps. I'm not sure if you've been following like flexible dieting or meal plans since you started or tell me kind of your approach when it comes to getting lean um, with your preps and even in your off season. Yeah. So I have only done it one way and that's flexible dieting. I, when I first did competitions in 2015, I did flexible dieting. So I've never, no one has ever gave me a meal plan. No one has ever gave me like this list of foods that I can and cannot eat. At the end of the day, I have been in charge of all of that stuff, which I feel that's why I have such a healthy relationship with food because I never felt restricted from anything. Even during contest prep, like if I'm craving some chocolate yeah, I can fit it into my macros at the end of the night and be happy and be satisfied and um, create my own protein ice cream type of stuff and, Mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. So um, that's the only way I have gone about prepping. And I also do flexible dieting in my off season as well. But um, what what I do during um, contest prep is we do things like refeed days and diet breaks and, and stuff. So um, I feel like having those numbers, like target numbers to hit just makes it easier at the end of the day. Like, okay, boost your carbs up to this amount and you know, you can do whatever you want with it instead of just being on this strict, strict, you know, plan. Yeah. It was like the same foods every day. Um, it can get pretty boring. And I feel like, so in the competitor space, you do see a lot of um, not the best relationship with food, unfortunately. However, looking at you from outward perspective, I feel like you have such a good relationship with food and you understand like why you're eating certain foods to fuel your body in certain areas. Um, and you seem to have some, like a good amount of balance, I would say. Thank you. Yeah. I, I feel like because when I was younger, I mean, obviously, we all kind of have a weird relationship with food because we want to be leaner. You know, when I, I, when I was a runner, I just wanted to be thin, you know, so I would run, 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 and I would restrict myself and stuff like that. And I didn't even know 
what calories to aim for. Like, I was like, what am I doing? So honestly, like flexible dieting really did save my relationship with food on that side of things. Cause I can be like, Oh, you know what? I can go out and have Chipotle and fit it into my, my macros for the day and my calories and not have any regret afterwards, you know, like I can fit this into my calorie targets. So it really did kind of save me to be honest. Yeah. You know, I think it's interesting too. I see so many girls, they rely on the cardio and the running and they are trying to be super strict with their diet and they have this like mentality of good and bad foods. And what flexible dieting does for you is it educates you on what's in your food. And I think that education just really brings a lot of clarity. And then you understand, oh, like there really isn't good and bad. It's just certain foods have different purposes. Yeah. And it honestly makes you a critical thinker, you know, at the end of the day, and you're finding foods that, well, you're learning about what's in food, you know, you're in the grocery store, you're looking at the backs of labels, and you're like, Oh, my gosh, this has 20 grams of fat in it. And I didn't even realize so um, it just, it makes you a critical thinker at the end of the day. And then you learn a lot about yourself too, and what foods work well with you and your body, what bloats you, what doesn't, you know, what digests well with you. So, um, because, you know, everybody, everybody's body's different, obviously. So, um, yeah, I love it. Yeah. Well, you've done flexible dieting throughout your preps and you turned pro in 2017. Do you want to talk a little bit about your journey to your pro card that year? Yeah, it was definitely a year. <laughs> That's for <laughs> sure. So yeah, I, when I first ever competed was 2015. I wanted to try it out, see if I liked the sport. Obviously, I loved it. I fell in love and I wanted to go far. I want I really wanted to go far in the sport. I wanted to become a pro. So to be able to do that, I needed to take time off to grow. So I took two years off and I just focused on putting on size, muscle and density to my physique, growing those glutes, latch, shoulders, everything like that. Um, and then I was like, 2017, it's going to be my year. You know, I am going to go all in. I'm going to go all out. I'm going to empty my tank until I get this goal. So I had a lot of like willpower going into the prep because I took such a long off season and I wasn't in a deficit, you know, for two years. Mm -hmm. So I was so ready to go all in. So yeah, in 2017, I, I, I did four national shows. So I ended up getting my, um, my pro card in, in November in Miami at NPC nationals. So um, yeah, I had to do four, you know, four, I learned so much at every single one posing hair, makeup, tan, um, just what goes down on show day, just I think the experience too. And um, I just I felt like I matured through the process at every single show. And then yeah, finally, it finally happened for me um, at nationals. Yeah, you know, what I think is important is to take judges feedback and apply it at each and every show. And you're a competitor that really analyzes their feedback and takes what they have to say to please the judges. I mean, I was following your YouTube channel, which guys, if you're not following Lauren and her YouTube channel, you should go check it out. <laughs> um, but she would take their feedback regardless of what it was. Like, didn't you like cut your hair for like a show? Um, yeah. Switch up your posing. 
Like you are really good at taking feedback and applying it. Yeah. Well, so competing in the pros now, I, I wanted the feedback. I would wait after the show and I would stand there and I would, cause I want to see the judges, you know, I want them to see my face. I want them to be like, wow, this girl has passion for the sport and improving because you know, they just look at you up on the stage and they just see a pretty face and a body and stuff. They don't know anything about you. So I'm like, I want these people to, to know that I want to improve and that I love this. So yeah, I would stay, I would stay and I would wait and I would talk to all of them. Um, and everybody has something else to say. Like, it's, it's funny. Everybody has their own. Some, some person would be like, you need bigger shoulders. When the other person would be like, no, your shoulders are great. You need a tighter waist and then this one guy yeah went into depth about my hair and my jewelry and posing and I'm just like this is crazy so sometimes you just have you can't get all overwhelmed with everything you know just yeah. you know I just listen and I you know I take I take in certain things that they're saying but um yeah I um I really like that, but I think that's super important to point out the fact that judges are humans and they are very subjective too. So everyone's going to have their own opinion on what they think is the best look and what they think is quote unquote Miss Bikini Olympia. So mm-hmm. it's going to be so variable and you can't take everybody's opinion and try to apply it because it won't work out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like I said, every, every single judge would say something different. So they, they all have their own personal opinion. Some, some judges like girls that have more muscle, you know, they, they like that. They like a more muscular physique um, when others, you know, don't. So it's, Mm -hmm. yeah. I feel like, so I'm sure you've watched the Olympia this year. Yeah. How do you think bikini has evolved over the years? And like, what are your thoughts on the look right now? Yeah, so Issa just won Miss Bikini Olympia, which I think her shape and structure is insane. Like, (laughs) to be completely honest, and and, um, Becky, one of the head judges is like, okay, this is now our standard. I'm like, oh my gosh, well, Issa is just incredible. I feel like she's even like got a cartoon type of look to her, just how yes. small her waist is and her lats. And I'm just like, Oh, great. You know, cause part of me, part of me wanted Janet to win because I feel like she's more relatable, you know, in a way, but um, yeah, it's, they're definitely wanting that hourglass shape for sure. You know, Issa is an hourglass shape right there. I mean, lats, delts, She's got amazing glutes and um, it's, it's kind of different because when I was competing in all these pro shows, um, sometimes they, they would just go for different looks. Like sometimes they would reward the girl with the more, the more muscle. And then at other shows, sometimes they rewarded the girl with, with the more lankier physique. So it's kind of about like the caliber too. When you go into a pro show, it's like, cause we all look amazing but then you have to kind of bring it down to the physique that kind of looked the same that day, you know, in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what that's what I was realizing. But then when you get to the Olympia, I mean, these girls, everyone's I, I, yeah, everyone's amazing. And I think that at the Olympia, yeah, they're definitely going for the beauty, the shape, the posing, 
I mean, Janet's posing is incredible. I mean, you just can't keep your eyes, you know, off of Janet when she's up on the stage. Um, and then, yeah, Issa just has that crazy hourglass shape. Yeah, and I think with bodybuilding, what stands out is extremes in a way. I mean, I know Issa, her waist is like, it looks like it's probably like 21 inches, just something absurd. Yeah. Um, but when you see that on stage, it's very eye-catching. And naturally, your eyes can't come off of that person because you don't see it every day. Um, and I think that's also what makes made her stand out this year is, again, she has these different proportions. Um, she's got a very – she's very pretty. She's got a different look, though, for sure. Um, yeah. And I, was re- I was really happy with her winning um, – I will say it was different compared to not having Angelica win. But I think the proportions, again, just Issa, it stands out a little bit more. Yes, I know. I totally agree. She's beautiful. And I think she's learning how to speak English, too. That's I, I, I see I see her trying. So I'm like, I want her because I want to hear her. You know, I it's um, the good thing. There is the translation, you know, on Instagram and stuff. But yeah. So what would you say is the biggest difference between NBC and IFBB with competing? Because I know that you've competed in both. um, And I know the clear difference between like NPC. So NPC is like the amateur level for our listeners. And then IFBB is the professional level. But like, what are the big differences that you see? Like how the shows ran, um, like the processes, like how it is like to enter the show. Why don't you like walk us through that? Yeah, it's, it's honestly amazing. Like once you finally become a pro, it's, it's totally different. You're treated with respect. Um, when you want to sign up for a show, you just go ahead and you, you email. Um, it's, it's a certain email, like IFBB pro league or something. And then they'll send you over a contract and all you have to do is you just have to sign that contract and then you send it back to them, which I would just, you know, I just take pictures um, and then I'll just send it over. And then they answer you really, really quickly. And um, you don't have to pay to go to a show. You know, you don't have to pay like an entry fee or, or whatnot. But it's just these shows are run so smoothly when they tell like they tell you, hey, you're going to be on stage at this time. Um, You know, some shows are different, like if they're bigger shows, if there's like an amateur show with it and, you know, it's different. But most of the time, it's like we are on stage at the given time they tell us. So, you know, that whole morning, we can just really prepare ourselves and not be super stressed out because we know when we're going to be on stage. And then at the event, yeah, we're just treated very well. I mean, we get a lot of time up on the stage and um, I just, I feel like we are treated uh, with more respect and stuff, you know, because I've been it. I've done NPC. I've done national shows. And there's just so many women at the national shows that that's why we're on stage for literally a second, right? It's like mm-hmm. up on, hit a front, hit a back, you're off. You know, it's kind of just really, really quick. Um but when you go into the pros, yeah, you got a long routine. I mean, we can we can be up on that stage for like a minute or, you know, some girls are up there longer doing their full routine and having a lot of fun with it. So, yeah. These, um, 
shows are getting bigger and bigger each year too. So I personally either that like um, the nationals this year on um, NPC universe and it's just so crowded backstage. I feel like you get like two seconds on you're waiting around. You're not able to time like your pump up and all of these things mm-hmm. are crucial to bring your best. Um, and that can be hard as a competitor wanting to turn pro and not really knowing when you have to get ready, basically. I know. I agree. I mean, I've done a lot of national shows, and you're in the back. You're waiting around. There's so many girls. When am I going to be on stage? And then, yeah, the pump up. When do I take my sodium? You know, when do I start pumping up? And then you're standing there for another freaking 30 minutes. So yeah. I totally understand. Um, but you just you just can't give up. I swear you just, you're going to learn so much at every national show. And, um, it's, it's, it's literally worth it if you don't give up. Yeah. What is one issue that you see with girls who are wanting to compete? Um, with wanting to start their first prep or yeah, let's, let's say starting their first prep and then those who are wanting to turn pro. Yeah, I, I see girls well, with wanting to fir- start their first prep. Sometimes, you know, I, I work with a lot of um, athletes here, and sometimes I can tell when they're doing it for the wrong reasons, meaning to get lean, and they just want to have an excuse, you know, to be lean. Um, when I'm really big on the improvement season, I like if I want to work with somebody, I want to work with them for at least six six months here um, to a year before you're stepping on that stage, because you have to have, like, if you want to step on the stage and dominate, you know, and get into that first call out and, and fight, you know, for that pro card. I mean, you have to have muscle. You have to have the foundation, um, the, the glutes, you know, you have to have that to be able to stand up against all these women. So, I, I see a lot of women not taking these improvement seasons, which, which is so important. And um, I, I see a lot of people just getting wrapped up, you know, in the sport too. And they keep competing year after year after year. And this is body building, right? It's not body cutting. We need to be in a building phase for, um, you know, a long period of time here to be able to actually make those improvements and changes to your physique because, I took those two years off and I became pro in 2017, but that's just because I had the patience of taking that time off. It can be so exciting whenever you're doing good at national shows. And it, I think competing can be addictive because I mean, if you're a competitor and you step on stage, it is like an adrenaline high dopamine rush that you can't compare to anything. Oh yeah. And it's so easy to compete year after year. And I'm on, I'll be honest, like I've done this and this is the first year where my body did my biggest fear. And I think this is almost every competitor's fear and it was unresponsive Um, where that means the more cardio you're doing, the less calories you're doing. If you're doing like refeeds, like your body just isn't changing. Um, And throughout my prep, I was like getting sick and my health wasn't hanging in there too well either. Um, and I had to like really sit down with myself and be like, you know, this is kind of what you get for not taking time off. You think you're superwoman and you're not, um, your body needs time to heal. So I promised myself I'm not stepping on stage all of 2020. Um, and we'll see how I feel 2021. If I feel ready to go, then yeah, I'll go for it. But I need 
at least a year off. And that's, I swear that is going to be so worth it. Honestly, it flies by, to be honest. Like, it's crazy. It flies by and just keeping your head like, hey, I'm, you know, you're always in prep. You live this lifestyle. You love the way it makes you feel. You love being an athlete and eating well and training hard and making those improvements and getting stronger. Um, so I just say really focus on that gym performance and, and yeah, having that goal in the back of your head that you want to become a professional because that's, what's going to help keep you going and and keep pushing you. Um, but just kind of feel like you're, you're always, you know, in prep in a way, you know? Absolutely. So how are you handling post-show this year? Because I know with, um, 20, 2017, you had a super long season of prep and then you took time off before you had your debut. Um, but how are you handling this post show in comparison to previous post shows and what are your plans for your future, you know, competitive career? Yeah. So this post show has been amazing. I, I just, I can't believe it. I don't have I just, I feel really good when it comes to food and and that side of things. Um, And I feel like it's because when I was doing all those back-to-back shows, I did eight pro shows, you know, eight peakings, eight shows this year. Um, So that was a ton, but it was really cool because we were able to reverse after my first show or, you know, my second show or whatever, bring up calories and then we were able to reduce cardio. So going into like my last show of the season, like I, I was eating a lot, you know, the day before my show, I was eating like 500 grams of carbs. It was absolutely insane. My I was doing was blown. <laughs> <laughs> I know I was doing no cardio. And honestly, part of me, like after my last show, I, I like, I wanted to keep going, but I knew like I had to take time off to like grow. Um, but I, that's why I feel so good right now because I didn't end my season on these low, low macros feeling super deprived and run down and just like completely like dead. I ended my season fueling myself and, and feeling really good. And, you know, obviously when you're lean, we're not, you know, I mean, it's not good to stay stage lean and whatnot, but actually post-show, I was having a hard time actually putting on body fat. So I had to raise up my calories super high. Um, and now I finally like put on the weight that I want. And obviously it's going to still be trickling up. But, um, yeah, it's just a way, way different approach. Like I was struggling with eating, which I know it sounds crazy to some people, but, um, yeah. And I, I honestly, like I did my post-show a very healthy way. I was like, I'm not gonna eat out. I'm going to stay in control of my diet. And I ate, you know, for the, it's been what, like six weeks post-show I've only ate out like twice. So I've just, I wanted to put on the body fat and the body weight in a responsible way because um I wanted to yeah just put put on this body fat um in a responsible way so I can feel better quicker um get my hormones back in a good place and perform well in the gym and then just not put on all this unnecessary amount of body fat which is you know coming from sloppy food out at restaurants and stuff, you know, I wanted to feel good. So 
yeah, it's been, it's been an amazing, this has been the best post show and it definitely gets easier over time. Like the more shows you do, the more seasons you go through as a competitor, it, I, it gets easier with experience. It really, really does. Yeah. I mean, I know as a competitor, so I've also been competing since 2015 and I know like I used to really struggle with food. Like I would like find myself like face first in a bag of like Costco sized mm-hmm. kettle corn. I'm like, what's going on? Like your satiety signals just are not there at all. And you're, you're literally hungry. Um, yeah. You just I- starved yourself. You know, you're super shredded and you're lean and your body's just like, give me everything. So I totally, yes. Yeah. And it, it's never easy. And I, even as, you know, it doesn't matter how many shows you have under your belt, it's still hard to see the transition in your body. But I think what you do a really good job of is showing your physique post-show instead of hiding and only showing like photo shoot pictures and stage shots. And I think that you just like keep it real. And honestly, I think you look like an athlete year round. Um, And that's part of the sport is like, if you want to be a pro, you need to approach your your post show as a pro as well yeah yeah definitely you want to act like a you want to be a pro you got to act like one yeah and I really don't like the whole like hiding the physique for Instagram because then you're gonna give like because you work with clients you're gonna give them mm-hmm. the impression that you look like that year-round when in reality um being this lean is just not healthy and it's just not maintainable Yeah, no, I definitely love being open about that side of things because, yeah, you're not going to see me super lean all year round on my Instagram, you know, even me posting old photos and stuff like that. Like, no, I really want to be transparent and be like, yeah, guys, I'm up 15 pounds or, you know, I'm up 20 pounds and this is necessary right now for me. And um, so good good I'm glad I'm glad you like that (laughs) yeah I think we need to see more of that for sure yeah okay so Lauren what is your ultimate goal as a competitor oh I want to I want to make it to the Olympia stage like that is my next goal for sure um yeah I want to make it to the O and then what are the main things that you're going to focus on to achieve that goal yeah, so right now what I'm doing is I'm in my improvement season and I'm I need to put on muscle. You know, I need to I need to put on more size because, you know, as an as a natural athlete, the more I was dieting and being lean for that long and that many shows, you know, I was lo- I was losing muscle and I could see it in my physique, um, especially losing size. I I tend to hold my lower body really, really well. Like I hold the muscle down there, but then I start withering away up at the top. So I just knew after my last show, I was like, okay, I have to, I got to take some time off. I need to put on the muscle that I lost and then some. So obviously that takes time. So right now, yeah, I'm just, I'm taking some volume kind of away from my lower body that I would do in the gym. And I'm just, putting all that work up towards the top because my lower, I mean, I'm still training legs and my glutes and everything, but um, I'm just taking a lot of my effort towards my upper body. 
<clears throat> so I'm doing more lateral raises. I do incline bench with mm -hmm. the dumbbells, you know, lat pull downs and just trying to grow, grow up top. Yeah. It really is all about balance. And I think it's, um, I mean, you have what like a, so many competitors work so hard for and that is developing the lower body. Um, but again, it's about that balance. Yep. Okay. So Lauren, I would love for you to like take a moment and shout out any of your sponsors that have helped you get to this stage. Yeah. So I've actually been working with angel competition bikinis mm -hmm. for when I think since I think they 2016 I did like their sponsorship they had like this um on Instagram like a sponsorship search or whatever and I ended up winning that so I've been with them since then so I want to shout them out for making my gorgeous suits for all of my competitions um they're absolutely incredible and I love their suits and the way they look and feel and they're just, they're absolutely beautiful. So shouting them out. And then also I'm working with Legion. Um, it's a supplement company. They shouting them out for helping me with my, you know, getting in my protein with the whey. And then I take all of like the multivitamins, the fish oils. I'm really big on, you know, supplements on that side of thing, natural supplements. Um, because, you know, it keeps you performing well and healthy while you're lean. And then obviously in the off season too, um, pro tan, pro tan. I did all of my own tan this year with the, um, do it yourself kit. So definitely shout out to pro tan too. Um, and then obviously Kyle, my um, boyfriend who coached me throughout my whole season this year. So mm -hmm. definitely, uh, definitely him. And you two coach together with Team Cosmic Bodies. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah. So we own our own um, business. It's Team Cosmic Bodies. We work with um, competitors. We have we have lifestyle clients as well. But yeah, we started this up in yeah, like 2016, and we just. We love it. You know, I absolutely love it. It's my passion. Like, yes, I love competing, but I really, really love helping people and just showing them how to get to the stage in a responsible way, you know, healthiest way possible. Um, because I, I really care about that with, with the, I care about these people's health at the end of the day mm -hmm. and what's best for them. So, um, yeah, we're, that's, that's like our slogan right there is just health within the sport, um, longevity, you know, within this sport too. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you again so much, Lauren. I truly appreciate it. Um, and I'm wishing you the best of luck in your improvement season as you are building your Olympia physique. Okay. <laughs> thank you. And I'm sure I'll see you training hard at the gym. <laughs> yes. Yes, I'll see you in there. Hey, guys. On the Beyond the Bikini podcast, you know I talk a lot about training and nutrition. Trust me, it can be hard to hit the gym consistently, track your macros to a T, and feel like you're making progress. So rather you're a newbie in the gym or someone who's been hitting the gym consistently but possibly hit a plateau, then I recommend you check out my one-on-one -on -one coaching. 
No, I do not only coach prep clients, but I coach lifestyle clients as well. I would love to hear more about your goals, so feel free to apply for my one-on-one coaching down below at the link. There we can discuss what you're wanting to accomplish in the gym, with your relationship with food, and how I can help you reach your goals.